This is your New Mexico government podcast. I'm your host, Khalil A. Colonna. We give you daily legislative updates from reporters from all across the state. Today's guest is Matt Grubbs from New Mexico PBS. He's here to give a preview of what we can expect in the next 30 days. He also gives his prediction on whether a very popular piece of legislation has any chance of passing. If I were a betting man, I would say that it doesn't pass. All that and more. Your New Mexico government starts now. You're listening to Your New Mexico Government. I'm your host, Khalil A. Colonna. Now, for the next 30 days, state lawmakers will be in Santa Fe to debate and vote on a wide range of new laws. How will these laws affect us, New Mexicans? Here with a preview rundown from the Roundhouse is Matt Grubbs, Senior Affairs Producer, New Mexico PBS and KNME-TV. Matt, thanks for being with me. Absolutely, Khalil. Good to be here. So, Matt, tell me, what are the big pieces of legislation that are going to be considered for the session this year? Well, the number one issue is going to be the budget, of course. Uh, That is um, constitutionally what lawmakers are up here to do in the next 30 days. Um, The Legislative Finance Committee and the governor have both released their uh, budgets and uh, in terms of dollar amount, they're pretty close. Um, the governor's budget is uh, just over $7.5 uh, billion, and that's right about where the Legislative Finance Committee comes in um, as well. Uh, there are differences within that, um, however. Uh, a couple of the key issues this session will surround education and early childhood development. Um, we, when we look at um, the government's response to the Yossie Martinez lawsuit, um, which said that New Mexico um, wasn't providing a sufficient education for a number of groups of students um, and required a a more robust response from the state for that. They threw um, almost half a billion dollars extra at that last year, and they they plan to spend maybe another $200 million more or so this time around. Uh, So that's going to be a really big one. The governor wants to create and is creating a Department of Early Childhood Development, and she has to fund that. She and the legislature were about $50 million apart um, nominally, and that's a big chunk of what the um, budget of that department will be. So they have to figure that out. Um, It sounds like they're already doing that. Once they each released their their budget proposals, they started to um, compare notes. We're going to be watching uh, a lot of good government um, issues, too. And I think really that's... um, that's one of the things we'll be looking at is sort of um, the whether or not uh, any carve outs from um, state uh, public records laws or um, open meetings acts. Um, we'll look for those for anything. Um, most recently, the, the space board has enjoyed a fair bit of secrecy. Um, and mm. that's something that everyone who's involved in the project is, is looking for. So they're looking for a little bit more transparency from what takes place down at the space board. Yeah, you know, so when Bill Richardson and the legislature approved this um, a decade or so ago, um, they put about $200 million of of public money towards it. And then there's also um, the counties around there have a gross receipts tax that goes towards funding the space board. So really, there's a lot of public money in this. Um, The issue is that you're dealing with companies that are very um, forward thinking and they have a lot of proprietary information. So the state wants to make sure that these companies aren't going to shy away from us because whatever they decide they want to do down there is going to be in the public eye. And then all their competitors can go um, take a look at their, you know, whether it's blueprints or operational specifications, that type of thing. Uh, of course, um, we haven't seen a dime of revenue from this thing. And um, 
there is a there's an oversight element um, that's very important, and I think a lot of um, news organizations and members of the public in particular are curious about. Okay, now that things seem to be moving down there, and Virgin Galactic is relocating to the southern part of the state, mm-hmm. um, are they really going to have? Um, are they going to have money flowing in there? Um, is the state going to be spending more money to subsidize companies? Um, so they just want to keep an eye on it. Yeah. Um, and they've, they've created some exemptions before. And everyone is involved with uh, the Inside New Mexico Government Project is, is curious about sort of whether or not we'll see um, more carve-outs or if they'll just sort of leave it as it is. I mean, it would be nice to see some res- revenue, but it would also be nice as a New Mexican resident, we can get free rides to space. That would be <laughs> that would be nice as well. Now, I hear that there's a Second Amendment proposal that's sure to upset people. Can you tell me a little bit more about that one? Yeah, so the governor is looking at um, what's commonly referred to as a red flag law. Um, and uh, it would, in certain cases um, where there is a, a domestic violence suspect um, who owns a gun, it would uh, let a... Um, potential victim or alleged victim um, petition the court uh, to remove the gun from that person if that person owned guns. Um, the, as you mentioned, it's a huge Second Amendment issue. Um, advocates say, you know, this is a, a clear way to protect people. Um, if, you know, if there's um, some sort of discord in the house and or in the home and uh, someone has a gun and members of the family or, or whatever that relationship is are threatened, um, it doesn't make sense to just sort of roll the dice and remove the gun from the situation they say is the better option. Um, uh, of course, on the other side, uh, you have folks who say, you know, this is ridiculous. No one's been convicted of anything yet. Um, it, the rules are far too loose um, to remove guns from that sort of situation and deprive someone of their constitutional rights. And it's, you know, on, um, I produced the show on NMPBS New Mexico and Focus, and we really had some some heated discussions about this. Um, folks really um, have issues with sort of preemptively taking away a gun from someone. And other folks say, you know, if, if you know it's going to be a problem, um, why not get it out of the home for you know, a number of weeks or months, and yeah. this person will get the gun back. It's a very contentious issue. Does it look like it has the possibility of passing this year? Um, it does. Um, Democrats Democrats control both houses, and um, both the House and the Senate, and a, a similar measure has, has passed before. Um, what it looks like in its implementation, um, what it looks like on, on the ground, um, a lot of um, police agencies are saying, you know, if you're sending us to someone's front door to take their gun with a court order, that's a big deal. Um, yeah. And uh, many police officers um, will tell you that domestic violence calls are the most dangerous ones they ever do, those in traffic stops. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, because they just don't know what's behind the door. And um, I think there are a lot of um, police chiefs and sheriffs who are really nervous about putting the men and women who are wearing a badge um, in harm's way. So the the applicability of a law like this um, oftentimes tends to be the sticking point, regardless of how some people feel about just sort of the principles behind it. Yeah. Well, fortunately, that's why we have a round and robust debate about these types of issues so we can come to a logical and reasonable solution. Now, before I let you go, Matt, I have to ask you about recreational cannabis. There's a lot of people out there who are saying, just get it over with already and get it done. Question, is it going to pass this year? And if not, what's standing in its way? 
Um, it, you know, if, if I were a betting man, I would say that it doesn't pass. I think there are, um, there are some conservative Democratic senators in, um, in the Senate, obviously, um, who, uh, who aren't there yet, basically. Um, they see this as having, uh, a, a number of implications for, uh, law enforcement, um, for people who have a job, um, where perhaps it's a, you know, it's a large corporation. Say they work for um, names out of a hat here, but like a Home Depot or a Walmart or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that company has testing policies. Well, if it's legal to um, have recreational cannabis and to smoke marijuana here, and then you go into work and they have an anti-cannabis policy, you know, where, are there worker protections there? Um, we also have concerns on the law enforcement side about uh, whether or not there will be some sort of standard for um, what amounts to the, the equivalent of being drunk, drunk driving, yes. um, you know, if you're driving under the influence. So there are a number of, of senators. Most of them are um, sort of senior senators uh, who have concerns about um, how this how this would look. Um, the governor, as she goes around the state, has really um, in this last week before the session, this was one of the last things she rolled out. Um, she, she rolled it out on uh, Thursday afternoon at the uh, Greater Albuquerque Chamber of Commerce luncheon, um, she was basically making her case for it. Um, the business community hasn't been roundly behind it, although there are certainly people, This it's interesting because it's not one of those like straight partisan issues. Yeah. Um, the reasons people are, are for or against this are oftentimes very personal or depend on their profession, um, the people they know. Um, so it's, it's tricky as, as I sort of, I'm actually sitting in the gallery of the Senate right now, as I talk to you and as I, I, I look down here and look at some of these names, I just don't know that there's going to be enough in this legislation to convince these, um, these last few holdouts that it's worth it. Um, the governor put it on the call and she didn't have to. Um, so this is an election year for these senators. Um, it's a very, as you mentioned, it's a very popular thing with the public. Yeah, maybe their um, constituents will get together and start uh, writing in or calling in if they want to see this passed. You're exactly right. That's exactly how they're seeing it and how the political math works. Yeah. So it's certainly, I would not be surprised if it did pass. I, I just don't think the votes are there this time around. Well, this sounds absolutely exciting. It's going to be an exciting 30 days. Matt Grubbs, I want to thank you so much for being with me. We'll talk again in the next month, I'm sure of it. He's Matt Grubbs, Senior Public Affairs Producer, New Mexico PBS, KNME-TV. Thanks again, Matt. Thanks, Khalil. Your New Mexico government is a collaboration between KUNM, New Mexico PBS, and the Santa Fe Reporter. Funding for our legislative coverage is provided in part by the Thornburg Foundation and the New Mexico Local News Fund. It's produced by me, Khalil Ecolona, executive produced by Marisa DeMarco, music provided by Pope, yes, yes, y'all. Tune in on Tuesday when I talk with Hannah Colton about public health and education. For KUNM, I'm Khalil Ecolona.